Fighting Talk NZ. Fighting Talk NZ. Hey guys, today's podcast is brought to you by HiversTrends.nz. Hivers Trends are a Queenstown-based company that's specialising in worksite gear that's going to keep everybody safe, everybody's seen. It looks really decent. You can wear it to the pub afterwards. It's no more just getting this kind of generic old orange day-glow jacket. It's all of a sudden you've got really comfortable T-shirts, you've got hoodies, you've got stuff for kids, you've got stuff that's female-fitting. You know, it's super comfy to wear on site. The designs are just really amazing. They use traditional, like, mouldy design as well as transform design. Everything is compliant with New Zealand safety standards. The stuff's really amazing, guys. We're, we've bought it on for AMTA for the for the referees. You might have seen some of the photos of it. But honestly, go and check them out. Anna and the team down there are just really awesome to work with. They're really super efficient. It's really good cost. I can't speak of it enough, but get behind them. They're a local business. It's all made in here. It's all printed in Queenstown. So, yeah, you can check them out on Instagram at Hivers Trends, and you can also go online and check out their shop, which is HiversTrends.nz. So that's H-I-V-I-Z-T-R-E-N-D-S dot N-Z. Check them out, guys, and enjoy the show. Tonight on the show, we're lucky enough to have the man, Rob Horrocks. Rob is a fighter, coach, and gym owner, currently based in Queenstown, where he runs Fight Science Queenstown. Rob is the current King of the Ring 68kg champion, Apex Muay Thai Warrior 64kg champion. He's the former 68kg English K1 champion, 68kg English Southern Area K1 champion, junior 61 and 63.5 kilo British Muay Thai champion, 61 kilo kg European Muay Thai champion, and also the 68kg King of Kings K1 champion, which he won last year to get him into the four-man for King in the Ring. Um, Rob originally hails from Manchester and then moved out to New Zealand, making Queenstown his home. Before starting Fight Science Queenstown, who have exploded onto the scene with with several titles and champions produced guys like Noah Shepard, Charlie Chalambrellas, and a mountain of talent following through. Check them out on www.fightscience.co.nz and on Instagram at fightsciencenz. You can also follow Rob on Instagram at Rob Horrocks. Rob is sponsored by Queenstown Health Chiropractor and Sports Massage. Industrial Fitness, where his head PT, Gary Gregory, gets them all strong, ready for fights. His meal prep, is everything is done by his sponsors, Fit and Fed Meal Plans. The dude is looking sharp with his sponsorship from the good fellas at Hall of Fades Barbershop for dope-ass fades. We're looking forward to having Rob on the show. I've been watching him around for a while now. He's making a big noise for himself, and we're really looking forward to catching up with him. Enjoy, guys. Yeah, it's all good, man. Yeah, Okay. so cool. that's now recording anyway, guys. Anyway, Rob, welcome along to the show, man. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. It's all good. How have you been? Yeah, really good. Thank you. And thank you very much for having me on the show. Eh? Yeah, no, it's great, man. Congratulations on the Apex win. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. That was, that was a phenomenal fight, man. Yeah. Fan bloody test, actually. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cheers, man. I'm um, yeah, I'm really pleased. Um, pleased with how it went down, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, was, it was really you know, good. It's, yeah, it's kind of rare. To be honest, it's rare for me to come out of a, a fight as pleased as I was with a performance like that. Yeah. You know, but I really um I kind of planned it out to the T and then uh seemed to just go, yeah, it just went perfect, you know. So wasn't yeah. with it, eh? That's good. Hey Steve, here you go, brother. Hey, Steve. How's it going, guys? Yeah, that's good, hey, man. man. How's your day been? Yeah, really good, really busy, but really good. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Hey, so we were just talking about Apex, Steve, and um Rob's Rob's performance on it. Um was a pretty solid performance, Rob. Like I, I liked. I didn't know whether it looked like you know with Ali fighting a few weeks before, whether he was might have had a bit of a plan to hit that leg, thinking that might have been pretty sore still from when he fought Gene, or you just had a completely different side of yourself, man. It looked like you'd just been training at Sipman Chai or something like that. You know, you just low kick, low kick, and then I really liked how you were sort of throwing the shin in, sort of like a dummy kick for a start, just to pull the leg up, and then as soon as it hit down, you were hitting it again. I thought it was a yeah. Beautiful execution of a fight, man. Yeah, it's funny that you say uh, sit on chai because I've been watching um, bulk videos of Ponsonne. Oh, um, yeah. Literally, I've been, um, you know, it's, it's something that I do quite a lot. You know, of course, like before a fight, I'm not going to say like what I'm trying to do. But my, my game plan was that not because he was fighting sort of in quick su succession before. It's just something that I knew I could apply to him, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So I watched that style relentlessly, you know. I did mm. like um like I I'm, I watch loads of fights anyway, you know. Every time I like I say if I run inside on the treadmill, I'll put fights on. I've got a bike over mm. there behind me and um I'll for, put it in front of the TV and watch some fights or you know, even if I'm sitting on the couch, I'll watch fights. But yeah, before fights, a lot of the time I try to pick a style I like or like I'm gonna try and take a few things from. Mm. And um yeah, like this fight was like a I watched Ponsonne like relentlessly, and then when I was fighting, I I was Ponsonne. <laughs> yeah, no, bro. I, I I thought you looked great, man, because I've I've trained with like that's where our guys go and train, and um and yeah, because and all oh, that's all we see is Ponsonne teaching people how to kick, how to yeah. kick, how to kick, and you see him obviously executing people in those fights, and that's the first thing it reminded me of is like. I didn't know how, what your plan was going to be. You know, I know you've got the good solid yeah. hands and stuff like that. And I know I've clinched with you. I know how strong you are in the clinch. And and um, I thought it was a phenomenal performance, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much, man. I, um, you know, I really respect Ali and his skills. You know, he, um, I was uh, sort of uncharacteristically nervous before that fight, to be honest. Like, yeah. I, I know that he's got a lot of answers for the questions I ask, you know, so mm. I was sort of uh, going into that, taking it super seriously. And, um, mm. you know, he's, he's really skillful. We can, you can see that every time he fights, you know, yeah. and um, he is strong and he has power too. So, you know, it's a serious fight and I, um, yeah, I, I respect him a lot and I trained mega hard for it. You know, I mm. really applied everything I could do to it because, you know, for one, just that fight, but, yeah. The apex, um, the apex Muay Thai warrior, like is this is the uh, the first grand final for that, and mm. um, it's a big goal for me. You know, I have the what I would consider as the highest professional kickboxing belt in New Zealand, mm, and um, you know, this was sort of billed as the the equivalent Muay Thai belt, which Muay Thai is what I've practiced my whole life. You know, I apply mm. Muay Thai to kickboxing, 
not apply kickboxing to Muay Thai, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, I really felt like, yeah, it's a really important fight for me. And I, um, yeah, I wanted to do everything I could possibly do to to go and take that that title, you know? Yeah. Nah. Can, can you take us back um, to your very first day in the gym, Rob, if you remember, way back when? Tell us a story about how you started and what happened. Um, man, that's a big throwback. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> well... <clears throat> I knew a little bit about Muay Thai because my two older brothers already did it, you know, like okay. my oldest brother, he, um, he never fought, but he liked to go and train a lot. Um, and then my older brother, he'd had a few fights and things. So I kind of knew what I was going to go do. Um, but I didn't start with them, you know, they really inspired me, but I actually, yeah. one of the boys from school went down to a gym, um, really close, like close to my house is, uh, called Spartan. And, yeah. um, I went there, I can't really remember the first day of it, to be honest, you know, I, um, I was like 12. <laughs> so, so I, um, right. so I kind of remember everything about the gym, you know, it's like a wooden floor, there's a boxing ring in the corner, and uh, we went in and sort of, um, I was, to be honest, like one of them kids, I, like I said, I had two older brothers, I liked to scrap with them and stuff. I like to scrap with other kids at school or whatever, you know, it's exciting for me. Mm. And um, when he, I sort of got the opportunity to go into the Muay Thai gym and like do it and get praised rather than get in trouble for it, you know, <laughs> I kind of <laughs> grabbed it with both hands. Like, this is amazing. You know, I, um, I had my first fight, like a interclub fight there after like four weeks of training. Yeah, sure. And um, yeah, like I, I remember that pretty well, you know, I, I kind of was against, I don't know what the experience this other guy had, but I'm naturally, I've always been naturally really strong, you know, for my size. So I basically just grabbed all of his head and need him for three rounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're having it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, like, uh, yeah, it's been a long kind of journey, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I could just imagine what that's like, and it is quite odd, man. Like I know, like I know how that dude must have felt. I've come down and sparred you and clinched with you, and to be fair, I've always kind of favoured myself a little bit in clinch, being taller. But yeah. I got in there with you, and I was like a foot taller than you, man. I was like on the floor; I couldn't lift my head up. <laughs> you know, so you do have like a really uncanny strength, um, which is awesome. Is that something that you've worked on, or just sort of come pretty natural? Um. Yeah, I'm not sure, man. Like, I mean, I it's sort of one of them things where um, I think naturally I was a strong kid, you know, mm. and I, I didn't really used to do any strength and conditioning training back at home. Um, I just naturally was quite strong. And then as time went on and, like, um, I started to do some lifting, I actually, I didn't fight for a while and I was doing strength training. Mm. Yeah. I did, like, um, this, I did a couple of powerlifting competitions and things like that, just sort of, for fun basically I was per personal training people and thought well I'll jump in and do that when I fought again after that I, it was kind of like a weird one I couldn't make it down to the gym so much I was shadow boxing and um, lifting weights and running and stuff and that was about it really man I got in the ring and when this guy he hit me I felt like a brick wall you know and I and I punched him and well just knocked him over you know I was like oh wow I've unlocked like super saiyan mode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know so yeah like now when I see the benefit of that like I you know I set really specific goals for my strength going into fights I know it's sort of a it's um yeah a unique quality of mine so I 
try and improve it even more you know what I mean I work on yeah. my weaknesses in one way but if I I know I'm strong you know so I can um get a lot out of sort of increasing that too you know yeah yeah and I think you know like the likes of Steve and some of those guys around now that are professionally out there that can really help out with that you'd have to agree Steve eh? it's such a huge benefit eh? getting that strength yeah right? I just want to kind of like touch on that too I think Rob has really raised a, a super cool point and yeah. that is that you know he found that his strength was naturally one of his you know stronger excuse the pun attributes mm. and rather than going well I'm already strong I don't really need to work on strength I'm going to focus on other areas he still was like nah that's my advantage I'm going to like hone in on that and get it even stronger so that I actually have this like overpowered, you know, advantage over like the people that I'm versing in my weight class. Mm. And I think that's something that a lot of like top level uh, fighters can actually take note from, you know, I think a lot of the time there's, there's a lot of fighters I won't, won't name names, but there's a lot of fighters that kind of just think that they are already strong and they don't need to do that much strength work. Mm, and yeah. I think Rob is like a testament to someone that, is naturally quite strong, but still does the strength work to have that extra edge in competition. So mm. that that's really cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, cheers, man. Yeah. And, uh, I, sorry, I, mate, Bob. Oh, yeah, and I was going to say, you know, and that kind of thing going into, like, even when you did King in the Ring, you know, like three rounds and, a, you know, like three fights, you know, and then that massive final, you know, with, with Kane, like, I know you must have been buggered and sore, but you didn't look like you came out at the end of it and were just like, oh, absolutely kind of just shattered, you know? Like, I know that you were, but you, you still looked, your body still looked in shape and strong and you went all, like, yeah. limp and that, you know, it's, it's obviously worked. Yeah, cheers, man. Yeah, like, you know, my preparation for King of the Ring was ridiculous, really, you know? So I actually come out of that and, um, you know, it was I was... Um, I don't want to sound disrespectful, but I, I almost expected it to be harder. Mm. You know, like I, it didn't push me to the limit. Mm. Like I, I pushed very hard, you know, and I did what I had to do to win. But um, I trained to the point where, you know, it's like I would be fighting the other seven dudes at, in one, at one time or something, you know, in my <laughs> head. I'm like, this is it. I'm yeah. giving everything to it, you know. So, um, you know, I was really... Things really came together for me that night, you know, and I didn't have to fight the whole rounds of every fight, whatever. But yeah, it was, um, it's a really, that was the most, well, that was the most structured, like the start of my more structured um, fight camps, I guess. And me really applying that stuff with, um, you know, with the strength and conditioning and like where you get stronger, where you get fitter, where you get sharper in the training camps and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah I went down some deep rabbit holes um, before I started that training campaign. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> it actually reminds me, Mark, there was a question that came up in our questions a few weeks ago where Steve wasn't here. Um, and it was, and, and having Rob and Steve here would probably be perfect for answering that question. And that was, do people think there's uh or do we think there's a benefit in strength and conditioning for fighters in like their first to sort of fifth fight you know like mark and i discussed it and, and mark's views were um you know it's probably better to focus on technique and the kicking and that kind of thing and i was like agree with it completely that's important but i've always put strength and conditioning in even for my first time fighters and stuff like that what do you guys think rob um okay cheers man yeah like you know, for me, with um, 
what I tell my fighters and and anybody who asks me anything, basically, <laughs> if the skill, you know, skill is the most important component of strength and conditioning. So, you know, you could be the strongest guy in the world, but if you don't know how to score in a Muay Thai fight, then it's over, you know? Mm. So I, I tried, like, I really pushed the conditioning with the um, sort of more novice and, and like, up-and-coming fighters, but... My goal really is I want them, I like my fighters to have a few shin pad fights, you know, so they get in the ring. It's really hard to stop someone, you know, it's hard to hurt them. You've got shin pads on, you know, so in that case, they have to score to win rather than just use strength and power and stuff. So I, I get them as fit as I possibly can get them, get them to peak with their sharpness and everything, but um, focus more on the skills. Mm. And then um, as people get sort of further along the line, I... Um, you know, people are different, you know, if I, if I have someone who's naturally maybe more of an endurance athlete, mm. um, yeah, I can maybe try and improve their strength a little bit, but their style might be different in the sense mm. where they need to be fitter for that style, you know, whereas yeah. you might have a more explosive kind of person um, like myself, for example, you know, if I increase my strength, I got more chance of landing them explosive shots and mm. and having more effect, you know, so it's, yeah, kind of like I would say my sort of way around it. I like the newer ones, folks more just on the conditioning, like make sure they can go the distance, they can keep their keep the focus for the full fight, you know, including the warm-up and everything before that. Mm. Um, and then um, as time goes on, they get the techniques in, they know how to score, they take off the shin pads, start to improve their strength and power as well, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. What do you reckon, Steve? Yeah, yeah. I think um yeah, I think that's a pretty good good way of looking at it. I think um just in general though, like um if we're looking at like a just more kind of like broader sense, like for just, just people on this planet, I mean I personally feel that every single person should be doing some type of strength training program. Um just just for general health and you know, injury mitigation. I don't want to say prevention, because we can never fully prevent injuries, but just like mitigating the risk of injuries, I think is something that's really important because um, and you know, it is like, it is case by case again, but like just again, from like a really general perspective, I think everyone can benefit from having a good solid strength program. And I think, um, yeah, but like if we're talking about priorities uh, for like a first time fighter, mm -hmm. um, sometimes you see these things where they're like, they're like, skipping their skills work to go and do strength training and it's mm. like nah bro that's not how it works like number one is your skills work like you've got to be doing the skills work and as rob said you need to be able to last the fight like mm. it doesn't matter how strong you are and if you have good skill but if after one minute you're gassed well that's game over mm. <laughs> you know you're <laughs> gonna lose yeah you, you're gonna get stopped so yeah so yeah definitely um you know my my overall summary of that strength training for everyone good <laughs> but um you know the skills work and the, the conditioning has to be the priority yeah 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 i think so yeah i see what you mean it's a it's a good point you know like concentrate make sure that if you're going to do your strength work perhaps maybe don't give away your technical work you know to do yes. it you know just do it at another, another part of the day or something like that eh? yeah 100 percent. like you should not be swapping out they say if every week Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6 p.m. You do your skills training. Hmm. You should never swap those sessions hmm, for a buddy yeah. session. You hmm. know, like that's your time to like do your skills work. You know, hmm. so 
yeah so yeah anyways that that's that's that <laughs> yeah 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 no that's cool that's cool and and speaking of training people that have never really fought before man i see on your instagram or somewhere the other day you've had stephen adams and to visit you fellas oh, down yeah. in queenstown that must, <laughs> must have been a hard case was it oh that's brilliant man you know he's um you know he's uh a real um good guy you know by yeah. this kind of i seen him and i i seen him from far away and i was like shit like he looks real familiar yeah and then like he come through the door like and i seen this giant and then <laughs> there's one of the lads so i was trying to think who is that now who's that now you know like i'm not exactly a huge basketball fan or anything you know <laughs> and i one of the lads at work was like bro that's Stephen adams the nba player i was like holy shit yeah it is man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know i don't even like chatting away to him and i was like oh well like seems like a good dude you know i kind of like um i think i told you about this thing like i said to him like i was like why did you come to this gym you know it's just kind of like chatting with him and he's like oh, i seen like you um you know it looks like a cool gym a good vibe and you got fighting and stuff so i thought i'd come i was like what do you are you into fighting like you know i'm the best bro you do some <laughs> training with me don't miss this opportunity man <laughs> and um yeah i dragged, dragged him on the pad so i was like come on don't be a pussy let's go and like man he's um he's obviously he's kind of uh He's a giant, isn't he? So he can generate some serious force, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, um, it was brilliant to meet him, man. And I, man, I, like, he's so genuinely nice. You know, I, I must have asked him about 5,000 questions about training, about his lifestyle, about, like, you know, what fitness testing did he do for the NBA and what, yeah. what like, um, what does your coach, like, teach, like yeah. what strength training do you do? Like, um, you know, how, what's your VO2 max, man? <laughs> and all this stuff. And it's so funny because he's like, you know, one of the highest levels in sport, but he was kind of like, nah, they don't really push me like that. They don't tell me nothing. It's all kind of off my own back. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, he's, he's so nice. He's answering everything I asked him. But, yeah. you know, he, he essentially said the same thing that we've just spoke about, you know, that it's like the fitness testing and strength testing is, is good, but the skill is what makes the difference. He's like, I'm a really big guy. He's like, if I stand next to these people in the key and they're trying to, he's like, I'll just lean on them. I'll push them a little bit. I'll move them around. It's like 10, 15 minutes, they're knackered, you know? I'm like, yeah, yeah well, that's that's good. His strategy is the um, yeah. the best yeah. SNCA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the one. That's the one. So, Rob, I first met you, um, I think it was around 2018 at King of Kings. Out backstage, I think we were doing a t-shirt swap or something like that. I don't think we'd actually met, but obviously you'd started up Fight Science and your promotion and everything was all over the show while you're building the gym up and that. And I, and I really caught my eye. I was really impressed with how you did it. And I think that's how we got got talking. I think the same night was the first. I think you fought that night the first time I've seen you fight. Was that your fight with Sean Spencer? Was it Sean Spencer you fought in there? Um, Ethan Oaks. Ethan Oaks, sorry, that's how it was. Yeah. I just remember watching you and I was out the back. I think one of my guys was fighting or something. And I just seen you just land this beautiful body shot. And like he was right over in the corner and it sort of dropped him down. And you followed up with this like uppercut that I like how is how how his head didn't flip back and 
you know, put him through the ceiling. It was a massive, <laughs> massive shot. Um, and I thought to myself, holy shit, who's this guy? Because before I'd spoken to you and I'd been like, are you looking at fighting again? You're like, oh, no, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'll do. And then you had that fight and you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to do this. And then next thing you are yeah. where you are, like three years later. Um, but where I'm heading with this is, I know it's not your favorite question. I'm just saying, you know, you've been in such a dominant spot, but you, when you, when you, when you fought Dominic Reed on King of Kings, you know, you, um, you got knocked down in that fight, you know, in the first round, um, or I think it was the first round, the second round. And, you know, obviously it gives them the eight count in a three round fight. It's pretty, pretty hard to come back from, but you got up and just lit the place up. Like you and Dominic, it was one of the best fights of the year. I just lost it. Mark and I were calling it. It was just such a highlight. We were standing there watching it, but you know, you've got that kind of attitude to get back up. And again, you know, um, when you fought Kane in the fourth round, you know, for, for King in the ring and you had to get up and you like, I know you'd had, you'd already had, you'd had three complete fights already, nine rounds of, of going for it. And then you have a fourth round with Kane. Your mental fortitude is something that I've really noticed stands out, you know, like, from that first time seeing that shot, the focus that you had in the ring when you moved, you're just so technical. And, and again, getting up with Dominic and then having to do that fourth round with Kane, you know, if it's a 10K question to, that you ask yourself, you know, like what sort of what sort of mindset or mentality do you have to have in those moments? Well, like it's not like you can think about it for six weeks and get your brain around it. Like you get knocked down to win, you've got to knock him out or to do the fourth round, like, where like where, mentally where do you have to put yourself to to get those answers um well yes um yeah it's a tough one i um <laughs> i basically like with my training you know it's not all physical you know like i mm. i try and prepare myself mentally as well for any situation that i can perceive basically yeah. you know sometimes i will I might be when I go for a run. Sometimes I use the uh, salt float tanks and stuff like that. You know, it's kind of an uninterrupted mm. chill out session, you know, but I think about any um, any kind of scenario that could possibly come up in a fight, you know, like, mm. um, and, you know, for example, with Dominic, that's, that was the, in the second round, that was the first time I've ever been knocked down, you know, and I've done this for a long time, but as soon as like, um, as soon as I went down, I already knew what I was going to do, you know, because I've found that moment out a thousand times, well, millions of times in my head already, you know, you mm -hmm. think this is a fight, you get punched in the brain enough, you're going to fall over, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. so, so be ready, you know, don't be on the floor thinking, holy shit, I thought I was invincible, Yeah. you know, so my kind of process, I, I hit the ground, I looked up at the ref, he's counting, one, Two, I joined in and then looked back at the corner so I didn't lose the count. They're telling me the instructions and I basically just stood up and did what they told me to do, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I try and think of it as, um, I, you know, you have to be super task-orientated in these moments. Like, mm. and in, in a fight in general, you know, it's, um, it's something I've heard sort of... of um, Costia Mato, who's uh, Mike Tyson, like famously Mike Tyson's mentor yeah. and trainer. Yeah. I listen to some of his audio books and things like that. Um, 
he talks about how, you know, in the fight, you do not exist, you know, you don't worry about yourself because you do not exist, only the task exists. So, mm. as you know, for example, with Dominic, I stood up and I, um, you know, I listened to the corner. Um, Diego was calling, saying, jab, slide back, and then throw some big shots, you know. So that's basically, I've complete my task, you know, stand up and I'll do it to the best of my ability. Mm. Um, I also like that was close to the end of the round, you know, I didn't mm. want him to take that momentum and go back to his corner and be like, you know, he's hurt, he's hurt, he's running away or whatever, you know, I wanted him to go back to the corner and be, yeah, you knocked him down, but he's still dangerous. You don't, don't go after him. You know what mm. I mean? So I stood yeah. up, I tried to give him enough so that he knew, you know, I wasn't trying to get hit in the first place. So I essentially kept to the same game plan, you know, <laughs> I um, yeah. tried to uh, hit him hard and then went back to the corner and, um with uh with Kane in the sort of in the King of the Ring final, man, like I we've practiced for that moment so many times, you know, mm. and then um like uh Mark Barnes was holding pads for me like every day at the time, you know, and we'd be smashing out like 10, 12, six minute rounds on the pads, and then I would be taking my gloves off. He's like, Oh, it's a draw, extra round, you know. And <laughs> Call me back <laughs> in now. You gotta go do another six minutes as hard as you can now, you know. Yeah. So like um, you know, I think it's it's in the preparation. You gotta I think um, you know, you you have to fight and sort of follow your career with a why. Like know yeah. why you're doing this, why are you gonna push yourself so hard, you know, like you know, it's why why bother in the first place, you know, essentially, you know. Yeah. Um and then you know, if you know why you're doing it and what you're trying to get out of it, uh, I think it's a lot easier to sort of push yourself hard in the moments and, you know, almost stay calm. And um, like I say, you'd be task orientated, you know, you follow your training, mm. believe in what you're there to do and yeah, just go for it, man. Like it's. Um... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty, pretty thorough explanation, man. And it's, um, yeah, even on here and how much, how you've thought of all those scenarios, man. Like I, I know, well, you know, I know a lot of fighters think, oh yeah, if he's going to kick, I'm going to feel that I'm going to kick back. But you've really gone into the depths of it, man. Like in a in a big way, it's and it obviously works, you know. Yeah, and yeah, it, man. I think it sort of puts me at ease sometimes, you know. With with um, like I've I've done this long enough. Like um, I sort of know. You know, mm. it's sort of what happens basically. You know, so yeah. you you got to be ready for it. You know, it's um it's not always easy, and yeah. you know, unfortunately, you're not always going to be the hammer. Yeah. So you have <laughs> to kind of go in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to you have to go in there and be prepared. You know, it's um like you you get hurt sometimes. Sometimes you hurt people, and you know, mm. it's I think the more prepared for all of the sort of scenarios you can perceive, the easier it's just to. Like I say, you, you have something ready for it. You've seen it before. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Steve, you'd be you'd be pretty much the same. When you, you've had a lot of pro fights, you fought through Thailand and all over the show as well. Your mindset would probably be pretty similar. I would have thought. Yeah, definitely. I think um, yeah, mindset is a is an interesting one. I think what what Rob said was was really cool um, with with his coach how he would go. Oh, it's a draw. One more round. <laughs> I love you that. Know, yeah, that's that's like that's gold right there. You know, I think um a lot of people, a lot of coaches out there. If you're training anyone for King of the Ring, 
you should start doing that because <laughs> it can yeah. happen, you know? Yeah. And it's rough if you're not ready for it, you know? Like if you're not fully prepared and something like that happens, it can just like flip the script and you see it. You mm. see the fighters that are like good to go again. Like yeah. they're mentally, they're ready to go again. And the ones that are like, damn, I gave my everything in that last round and I just don't have the willpower and the mental fortitude to pull anything more out. Yeah, and they yeah. kind of just like check out, you know? Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, part of like what Rob said, part of being, being a fighter is being prepared to push beyond your limits mm. quite regularly. You know, yeah. like yeah. you obviously yeah. don't want to do it like every single session, but like there's got to be times where you're like, this session, I'm just going to like absolutely send it. And even yeah. once I've sent it, I'm going to send it even a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And, and, I guess I've, even with the strength and conditioning coaching, Steve, that'd be something you'd be like drilling into anybody really, eh? doing doing their strength work or whether it's just for fitness or whether it's for fighting. Yeah, I think what's really cool about the strength like and conditioning side of things is that I can get a fighter to have, you know, 10, 15, 20 wins leading up to their fight in, in the strength and conditioning realm. So it just kind of conditions them to go into this mindset of like constantly pushing, constantly breaking down barriers that they had in their mind, perceived barriers. Cause a lot of stuff is just a perception. You know, there's a weight on the ground, you have to lift it up or there's like a, a box, you have to jump up on top of it, you know? And like, I think like, like a good example was with Oscar the other day, like he, he came in and I said to him, okay, I messaged him in the morning and I said, today you're going to hit a PB on single leg box jump. Okay. And then he was like, sweet let's go you yeah. know that's the kind of mindset that you have to have whereas someone else that didn't have that kind of competitive athletic mindset they might go oh what are you serious yeah, oh, yeah. Man. yeah. like start freaking out yeah but talking yeah. yeah talking negatively to themselves yeah. you know and and that's the difference like if you want to be a, a top level fighter like rob and and oscar and these guys you, you have to have that mindset of like i'm here to constantly get better and challenge myself and test myself yeah yeah 100 100 i guess like rob this leads on to another question that i have and um you know the way that you're training and the way that your mental game is and stuff like that that would be something um as a coach you would like to lead by example a, a fair bit with you know with training all the fighters that you've got as well because not only are you doing all this you know you've had you've been training noah shepherd you know you've got charlie in there um you've got some amazing amazing young talent coming through you know like guys that have had three or four fights that just they just look really really good you know and um and i guess you've got a really good team down there as well you know you've got barnsley like mark's been around for so long like i think he trained under wayne vega um yep. he, he fought a bit around there and then you know he had fee sim and and you know and yoshi were the two that he kind of worked with quite a lot and then you know, fight science come up and, and now you know you've got Barnsley there you've got Yoshi there you've got Diego there you know Charlie's there all these young guys you know you've got Rashawn and that floating around who's a hell of a fighter you know Nick Aratima comes through you know you've just built such a really really good team there and I guess that they're all following that example eh? they're all like right this is what we're going to do it must be so yeah. helpful yeah <clears throat> yeah man I mean to be honest, like when I, you know, you mentioned that fight before with like Ethan, like yeah. I, it kind of came around in a, in a odd 
way, you know, I, again, it was one of them where I'm trying to match this, my fighter, they pulled out, we pulled out, they pulled out, yeah. my guy pulled out, and I was like, well, he's had, like, 15 fights, mm. I will fight him, you know, I'm not training, but it's three weeks off or whatever, so I can yeah. start now, um, but my sort of ultimate goal with that fight was to, to show these guys, like, look, this is what I mean when I say, you know, be intense about it, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Dedicate yourself to it. Get in there and you got to focus. you got to be offended that that guy's going to walk over and punch you in the face. Yeah. Do something about it, you know? Yeah. And I, um, yeah, like I really, I like to sort of, I like, yeah, I like to lead by example to my team. Mm. Um, and like, you know, as it happens, like uh, these people, they, they enjoy mm -hmm. the training with me and I've, and I've kind of like um, gathered together a bunch of um awesome like fighters and coaches and things like that and you know we all rub off on each other but to kind of be leading the charge so to speak is um it's amazing you know i really just try and um yeah like i you know i, th I think you know from being down with us mm. and coming to sparring and things like that i i try and i push myself yeah oh yeah uh, as hard as i can you know all the time and i'm really super accountable to myself and but having the team there that I'm telling, you know, mm. work harder, train harder, lift more, run more, mm. kick pads more, whatever it is. Um, and I almost need them to see that, like, I, um, you know, I, I'm not asking them to do anything that I'm not doing. You know, this is what the life of a fighter is, you know, mm. be dedicated to your craft and, and uh, work your hardest, you know? Oh yeah. It's pretty awesome. And it is like, it's such a cool vibe that you've got down there. Like, Man, I was training a couple of my boys for fights, you know, their first fights, and they've been training pretty hard. And then they came down and did the sparring. You know, we came down to that sparring there, you know, and the probably the most positive I'd seen those boys in that time, including when they won their fight, like their fight, winning their fights was was fantastic. But the biggest highlight they had was to come down and spar you guys. And, you know, like, Noah gave them feedback. You gave them feedback. Charlie gave them Yoshi. They all gave them good feedback. And the whole yeah. way home, man, all they spoke about is, oh, yeah, Noah said this, and oh, Rob said that. And it just lifted them, man. And I think that's a full credit because you only get that kind of feeling from a gym when everybody's, like, on point in that place. You know, you're open to yeah. sharing. And, and, and yeah, that's, that's really cool to hear, man. And that's sort of like, um, you know... I've like I it, what we do is not a secret. We do Muay Thai, you know. Mm. So why not share that with the other people if we see something? And I always try and encourage my fighters when they let's say we are doing pads together or whatever. You know, I'm I'm fighting and I'm coaching these guys at the same time. So sometimes I'm doing the drills with them. You know, I can't mm. watch everybody. So I'm like I I explain to them in between the rounds like if your partner is doing something wrong and you're not telling them you're the problem, you know, mm. like, let's, let's get better together. You know, you, you can't, you know, punch someone in the face every time and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to tell him. So I can't punch him. Yeah. Then, you know, you, you punch him, you say, look, I keep getting you with the same shot. You need to do this about it. And mm. then, okay, now I can't land that shot. So I've got to think of something new, you know what I mean? So you, yeah. you all kind of uh, rise up together, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Oh, man, I wish you'd told me that before um, that last time I come down and sparred you, man, because I thought that I was going to do this and that. And next thing I was like getting smacked with these like rock hard body shots and my leg was getting all peppered <laughs> up. And I was like, well, I'm definitely doing something wrong here. <laughs> but no, nah, it was cool. Yeah, man. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. We, we definitely, um, you know, we have like, we play spar quite a lot, but then, you know, when we've got fights coming up, we kind of have a bit of a rumble sometimes too. It's like, I think it's, um, it's necessary, you know, and, and I enjoy it too. So why not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the scary that's the scariest part, man. But um, yeah. Hey, so anyway, I guys, what, I was just gonna say, I think that's what sets apart the the top gyms. To be honest, the gyms that when there are things like situations like that occurring where fighters are just sparring someone, maybe that's you know not quite on the same level as them, and they're landing this one shot over and over rather than getting egotistical and just being like, yeah, I'm, I'm way better than you. Uh, you know, they actually, they actually take the time to go, Hey, I've caught you with this body rip two weeks in a row now. Um, mm. And it's just, you know, it's just too easy. Like you have to start to, to counter off it or block it or, you know, yeah. modify your, 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 your training and, and your, your fighting in a way that stops this from happening again, you know, mm. cause it's just getting boring. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's always good eh, when you're trying to throw, yeah. trying to hit somebody with a body shot for the first time and you're like trying and trying and trying. You can't quite get it. And then you do get it. And you're like, oh, and then, now what? <laughs> Got it. Yeah. yeah like you can yeah. celebrate. Yeah. But then if it happens like, three weeks somebody. in a row, if it happens yeah. three weeks in a row, you're like, dude, come on. Like, yeah, it's the yeah. same shot. I set it up exactly the same way. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mark, I know you had a couple of questions for Rob um, before. I, oh, there's a couple of fights I want to talk about um, yeah. that have come through in that, but we'll fire them off first if you wanted to, mate. Yeah, man. I think a lot of them would be asked, honest. Mm. But um, so, Rob, how, how, how do you find training and coaching a team at the same time? Because obviously it's a little bit hard if you're hitting pairs to be able to see what everyone else is doing. So, how, how do you manage that problem? Um, well, I have, uh, I have a all levels class that I teach, which is sort of more like, um, which I do want my, I get my fighters to go to as well, you know? Yeah. Uh, in them, them classes, we might do bag work or pad work or even drills, you know, with uh, sparring gear on. Yeah. But that's, in them classes, I don't join in, you know, I walk around and I, I critique okay. everyone. I say, okay, look, you need to be doing this more with your kick or you need to punch longer or whatever it is, you know, give them all this kind of tips there. Yeah. And I tell the people, basically, if you can't look after yourself and you can't defend yourself properly, don't come to the fighters class because I'm not going to watch and see if, you know, someone's beating you up too much or whatever. You're essentially, you're on your own, you know. And then I, um, in them classes, I, yeah, I just join in and I try to lead by example. So we'll run before the class. I will try, well, I will be the one at the front. Um get back to the gym, we'll skip. Uh, I'll make sure I'm accountable to going hard the whole time or whatever we're doing. Hit the bag, I might say, put the drills out on the bag for a few rounds. Like we're gonna hit combos in intervals or something on the clock, but I will show them, you know, I, I might go for a minute and say, this is the intensity that I'm looking for. You know, when you step in and hit the bag, this is how it's gonna look, you know, this is how, um, and then we do, um, then we mostly in the fighters classes we do like put shin pads gloves on and then i will just make some drills where it might be um 
something like, I don't know, you can only punch, I can only kick, and then we swap after 30 seconds, yeah. and we keep going through rounds like that, and then maybe we'll swap, swap around. So I do get to interact with the different fighters. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as you kind of know, with Muay Thai, a lot of it is slightly different for different people and body types and things so the repetition can be the teacher or like is the teacher a lot of the time you know what i mean if you if i'm putting this drill out like okay block a kick kick back catch a kick kick back lean back kick back you know it's going to be slightly different i'll tell them the sort of um parameters of the technique and then demonstrate it repeat the demonstration a lot Mm. um but then they've got to figure out their range. They've got to figure out how far they're going to step. They've got to figure out how much they need to lean back. Mm. And then I will sort of essentially test it out in sparring with them and things, you know, mm. tell yeah. them like we'll, we'll spar at the end of the class and then we'll clinch after that. And um, whether we've been drilling one or the other sort of thing, I, I will be saying like, you know, why are you, why are you not doing anything that we've drilled? Mm. You know, we drill for an hour. Mm-hmm. why are you not throwing this kick or why are you not try even trying that combination you know it's um mm-hmm. and yeah man like it's it's a tough balance in some ways but yeah um to be honest like uh you know everyone's got a job and mm-hmm. i would much rather be teaching fighters than digging holes or something you know what i mean it's um... <laughs> yeah, <man>. yeah. <laughs> no yeah. no disrespect to that job or anything but you know for me, like in terms of balance, a lot of people ask me this question about the balance and man, yeah. you're coaching and you're fighting. Mm. But, you know, a lot of these top level fighters, they're, you know, they've got a hard physical, like manual labor job or something. Mm. And then they're going training after, you know, mm. yeah. like I'm kind of in there and I will be, I'm doing, doing my job and um, mm. and Muay Thai at the same time, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, mate. And that's, you know, like full credit, like Tony Jaggard, he's been like one of those guys, eh, that's come through and been yeah, quite man. successful recently, working full time and then coming in and making, yep. it, making it happen, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah. I think you'll find like guys even at a higher level that, you know, an international level of fighting, they're, um, we need to get paid. And unfortunately, Muay Thai is not super um super well paid so you know my my kind of full-time graft is the managing the gym and then Muay Thai is on top of that you know but it's um managing the gym sitting behind a desk most of the time you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) just recovering sit back yeah 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 yeah. no that's cool um before I forget to ask about these fights there was one that I that I did have and that kind of like that reminded me of it What's the, what's the um, one thing New Zealand could be doing better as far as Muay Thai goes? The biggest thing that I think, I think that the structure through from um, like novice level to professional level is just all over the place, to be honest. Like this, um, <laughs> yeah, like it's, you get guys fighting in the king in the ring and then challenging for like an amateur belt or something after that. And, to me, it doesn't make sense. Like, I know there's this, like, gap where you can have a couple of pro fights and you can still fight amateur and things like that. But the way, you know, like, it would be cool to see that you get the novice level, you know, kids and, you know, stuff like that. Like, yeah. coming through, they get some really kind of, like, low-pressure experience. Mm. And then they can fight amateur. The way I 
it, amateur in my head is kind of shin pads, elbow pads, body pad, head shield, everything, you know? So they kind of, like, like I said about like how I want my fighters to be fighting, you know, to, they learn the sport in a way that it's not, um, they're not just using brute strength and power. They have to have good technique technique and they have to use it to score you know because mm, yeah. they've got all this padding on and they're not going to just cut somebody and win in 10 seconds you know it's mm. um you know they learn like that and then through to the the pros or you know i mean it's it just seems that there's like um a, a really kind of wild structure to, to it all here you know which yeah. you know no like listen, like a disrespect to New Zealand Muay Thai. <laughs> like yeah. I don't want to offend anyone, but it's um, yeah. It, I I feel like maybe it's a little bit newer here than it is than it is say like in the UK, which has a more established system of like you go mm. through when you take off the shinies and, and shields and all that stuff. You're C class fighter. You probably have five like that. Then you're B class. Then you're A class and. Mm. kind of when when you're only when you're a class is when you're fighting full tie rules mm. yeah um you know which is five threes every time it's full tie rules um uh, you know the only other way is k1 which mm. is kickboxing you know so mm. um whereas you know you see lots of people here it's like a three twos full tie and the, the lads will have only had one or two fights or something and it to me it's it seems wild, you know, because I'm like, these guys are still kind of, they actually don't know how to stand there properly, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. and then next minute they're launching elbows at each other and it's kind of like, shit, man, like they, it's, um, give them a chance to figure out the ranges and sort of go, go down that route, you know, before they do these lethal sort of smash each other's teeth out with elbows or whatever, you know? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I think the, um, the the advantage of New Zealand Muay Thai is the fact everyone kind of does their own thing and structures their own path. Mm. Yeah, the disadvantage yeah. of New Zealand Muay Thai is that everyone does their own thing and structures their own path. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we tend to um, not work very well together. Mm. I think we yeah. take competition that we take in the ring sometimes outside and ideally we should compete in the ring but um collaborate outside the ring mm. but it's always been that way i mean you've got people who want to do like k1 shows or, or do this so so i agree it will be nice for a bit more structured i don't know how that will ever happen mm. like, it's, it's really difficult isn't it without like one overseeing governing body yeah like it's yeah. it's yeah. essentially impossible without an overseeing governing body and then you know it's cool like different obviously like scott you have your amta and mm. like different people have got the structures um yeah. but it's of course you're going to have the the sort of rival governing body being like nah that's bullshit we're doing it this way you know and yeah you know it's always going to be a little bit of rivalry like that isn't it but yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah. I, I think, think it's, it's good because you've got lots of people all working for the good of the sport. Mm, yeah. the advantage of more sanctioning bodies, it means that you've got more people um, pushing for more things in the sport. The disadvantage mm. is the exactly same thing as the advantage in some ways. Yeah. You know? yeah. And and they and we all have different different um like qualifications for titles and yeah and that kind of thing. Like I think yeah. what would be really cool to see and it popped up a while ago it would be like um you know like for example like 
AMTA, WKBF, ISKA, WMC a unified title. You know, like there's mm. a fight where whoever's in that fight takes those belts. Yeah. You create a lot of excitement like that too, you know, or even if the WMC one or whatever, the, the professional ones, you know, collaborating a couple of professional ones or something like that. And then, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think that would be quite quite good for the sport. The, 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 yeah. I think the idea is great, but it'll be um, full of challenges, should we oh, say. Be, it'd be hard work. Yeah, it'd be hard work. Anyway, guys, um, there's a couple of fights I wanted to talk about. And Steve, you? Steve, I'm real keen to hear your input on this because you were like right there. And that was uh, Chris Eads and Nate Law's fight um, on Apex. Yeah. What a fight, man. What a fight. I thought um, Chris just really took control of the fight. I think Nate struggled to, you know, adapt his game plan. He just kind of, was wanting to keep things long and just, you know, yeah, just work his range. But but Chris just didn't even give him a chance. He just absolutely just smashed his lead leg, um, yeah. you know, and just, yeah, just body kicks, back leg, low kicks. Just he really just minced Nate's leg up. Like Nate, Nate didn't go down or anything, but you could just tell, like, if that fight continued on, that leg was going to get that, that that damage was just going to compound mm. and um yeah it was, it was a solid win for chris so it was a really impressive performance yeah, yeah. it was it was cool and he kind of did what i was i didn't know whether what he would do but it was kind of like what i wanted to see was he was fighting a southpaw but his dominant legs his lead left leg and so right. he was just you know like chris was just setting up and and like hitting that leg and then coming up top and then just banging off on that knee I thought it was a really clever, like quite a smart game plan. Eh? It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, totally. And I think that is quite a it normally is quite a risky technique to throw, um, mm. especially if you have an opponent that has a really good um long, like straight left from from the southpaw stance. Yeah. Um, like someone like Nate. But um Chris has got such good hip dexterity. Yeah. He's able to almost just like like lift his leg up and just whap, and then he's still in a straight up stance. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. So you can kind of like see what's coming in and stuff. Um, yeah, so he was, yeah, it was just a, a really interesting, cool fight, like good performance. Yeah. And and the other fight um I thought was a was a absolute cracker was um Ale and um the young fella from CKB, uh Corey Dunn. Corey Dunn. I thought that was a good fight too. Oh, I love that fight, mate. That yeah. fight was that, that was one of my fights of the night. Yeah. It was a really good technical match, you know, like shit they were on, those boys, <laughs> they were on. Yeah, both both boys trained super hard for that. I mean, uh, Alejandro, he already had a fight that um, he was supposed to compete in, but that fell through. Yeah. So yeah. then he was already in like super good shape. And same thing happened with Corey. He, he had a fight and his opponent um, got a concussion or something and wasn't able to compete. Yeah. So um, yeah, that, that fight came together and yeah, man, both both boys just went at it. Like, what a great, great show, eh? What a great fight. Yeah. Um, heaps of people were, were talking about that fight. It was it was really impressive. Yeah. The that, whole Apex card was amazing, to be honest. Yeah, it was. Eh? I watched it twice in a row. Like, I watched <laughs> it live, and then I just put it back on and watched it from the start again. Like, I went to bed. Yeah. It was, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. It was just so <laughs> good, eh? It was such a, that was such a cool show. And speaking of it, I see that Greg was down holding a bit of pads for you down at, down at your gym, Rob. How, how was that, working with someone different? 
Yeah, well, it was uh, really good fun. I have actually um, heard stories about Greg's pads before. Um, <laughs> and man, he, they, he lived up to the, um, he lived up to it, man. He's, he's, uh, he's a good guy, eh, man. And he, he really, uh, he does like freestyle pads, you know? So yeah. it's essentially, yeah. it's almost, almost sparring, you know? And he's calling on the shots and then landing some big shots of his own or whatever. He's trying to <laughs> drag me around the gym and that. Like we, yeah. we had an absolute scrap, man. And, um, definitely he had like, blood all over his face i think like uh, the velcro <laughs> of the pad or something had like cut part oh. of his, like nose or his cheek or something he's like oh. blood all over he's like come yeah. on <laughs> he looked, like five or six rounds and one of the uh like the, this guy who was in the gym was like oh my god like your face is bleeding Do you know you, do you want me to get you a towel to wipe, wipe it off or something he's like Nah, man, I love it. No, listen, let's go. Come on, let's go. Get back into it. And he starts just trying to bash me with the pads. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. Yeah, that's that's awesome, eh? That's awesome. Oh, well, yeah, um, we've got a couple of shows I want to quickly talk about. We're gonna there's Partai's show up in um, Whangarei and Capital Punishment. So we'll just touch quickly on the Partai one. Um, Kurt Douglas is fighting a double. Fight. I don't. Is he doing like six rounds in a row, or is he doing one fight and then a couple of gaps and then doing another fight? But he's got Stephen Harrison and Kingy Hiroti. So I think he's alternating opponents round by round. Oh yeah. The work. So you do opponent one round one, opponent two round two. Oh yeah. And yeah. six that's rounds. Even of it. worse. Oh. Yeah, that's that going to be going to be tough. That's going to be hectic. And the other one, there's a title fight on there. There's an AMTA title fight with um. Aaron Taipur from Smack and a dude that I'm I'm really a big fan of, man. And that's um, Nathan Matafeo from Urban Sport, man. Like, I just love watching that dude, man. He's just, and I said, I said to agree. He just reminds me of like, um, like your old uncle, you know, you know that, you know, like if (laughs) if you grew up in the eighties or something or the early nineties, you always had that uncle that was like real choice you know, had like a sweet ass mo, probably wore stubby shorts in a singlet most places. <laughs> was always like always had like a bottle of Waikato in his hand or something like that. And you just called him uncle. You're like, oh, what are you up to this weekend, uncle? And he'd be like, oh, you know, I'm fighting this weekend. Yeah, I'll just, whatever. You know, and um he's just that such a such a cool dude. And I'm but I just that fight I think with him and Aaron is going to be fireworks. I think it's going to be a really good fight, you know, the yeah, two different yeah, styles. But um I think that'd be awesome. But Capital Punishment is the one, Mark. That is a huge show. 17 fights on the card. Yeah. It's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long night. It is. I feel old um, Charlie and Matthew's going to be a great fight. Charlie's looking great shape as always, Rob. Yeah, man. This guy is like chiseled non-stop, eh? It's a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get get a photo next to that guy. Yeah, I was going to say, you ask him to keep his top on when you take a photo next to him? I have have to, man. It's getting embarrassing for me. Yeah, yeah. He's he's pale and fat next to him. Yeah. Yeah, he's got more muscles than a seabed, that boy, eh? Like, last, last time I was down there, he's like off with his top, like, end of the first round. I'm like, I'm not even going to yeah, bother man. trying to body shot you or anything like that. Nah. It's just anything above, anything above minus five, he's got his top off. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's yeah. um, but yeah, man, he's really uh, he's put hard grafting for this fight, and like I, I'm looking forward to it. You know, Matthew Fungsai is um, it's a really good opponent. You know, he had a good yeah. good fight against um, Alex Sorison, so you know he's been in there with these top guys. Um, yeah. I I think um, you know, I think Charlie's kind of he's coming in super sharp, super ready. So he um, I do I believe he's gonna uh, his skills will kind of will um, let him run away with the fight again, to be honest. But, but I mean, the time will tell. We'll, we'll see. You know, Matthew's tough mm -hmm. and he understands uh, Muay Thai, knows how to fight. So mm -hmm. um, it's it's really interesting fight. You know, I think it's a, it's a nice, he's, he's a strong guy and he's going to stand there and try and win, you know. So yeah. um, it, it will be a challenge for Charlie, but I think his skills are going to prevail and he's going to kind of, um, as the fight goes on, we'll get to see more and more of his skills coming out, you know? Yeah, I think it'd be good. I saw that Matthew was a judge on that fight with Matthew and Alex. It was on um, Art of War. I think you were commentating, yeah. actually, Steve. Um, yes, yes, I was. Yeah, that was a great fight. It was an yeah. awesome fight, actually. Yeah, it was a yeah. good fight. It was a good fight. It was, um, yeah, because Alex is no slouch and, 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 Matthew did really, really well against him. You know, he, he keeps on coming forward. So, and I think that's a good fight for Charlie too, because, you know, Charlie's so fast and strong, man. And and I've noticed a few wee things that you've been working on, you know, in his last fight on Capital Punishment. You know, he he just, he's just like oozing confidence at the moment, you know, like, and not in an arrogant way or nothing like that. But, you know, he's he's um just those wee differences, man, like, uh, sparred him a year ago or whatever like that and I was like yeah this guy's slick but then the last time I came down and sparred you guys like I couldn't get anywhere near him like he was just gone he was yeah. a ghost you know so yeah. um, so, so that's going to be a good yeah, he's improving all the time and he, um, you know because he's sort of he's a, he's a DJ in town and he runs his own event company then uh, mm. no trace events Yeah. so they do like big kind of parties and things bring djs over and he djs there himself as well yeah uh, so it gives him a lot of time in the day you know he basically my routine is you know i train i do some muay thai every morning you know a couple mm. of hours like uh, i have a if no one's there it's on the back mm. if people are there we hit pads and they say for him uh, i'm holding pads for him most days or we mm. spar or do drills or something you know every mm. morning so um yeah, he's definitely like he's putting a lot of work and he's he's mm. always improving, you know. So yeah, it'll be uh really excited to see it kind of come out on Saturday. Yeah, I'm actually um I'm really looking forward to his fight uh, at the end of the year with Ale. Um, yeah, same, Aleandro, man, that's man. gonna be a cracker, eh? I think, yeah, after seeing Alejandro's last fight, and I think him and Charlie are gonna be yeah, wild, man. You're looking sharp as eh? Yeah, yeah. What what else you got happening on um Capital Punishment. I know you've yeah, got the A-team there, like CSN and Steve and Benji and yeah. everybody all coming down. It's going to be... It's going to be good us having us all their life ones, actually. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's three other fights that I think are going to be absolutely off the hook. So you've got um, Ethan Carter. Um, he had a first-round knockout last time he fought, and he was absolutely sharp. Yeah. Fighting Cameron Clatworthy. Um, and Cameron's just an absolute beast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's going to be a uh, slobber knocker. That's yeah. Robert yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we've got Avery Gordon um, coming up from Christchurch, and he's looking oh, awesome. His last fight against Mike was off the hook. Yeah. He's fighting Ra Andrews, and Ra's just like a beast of a man. Yeah. Um, then we've got um, Ishka, uh, otherwise known as Sundial. <laughs> in Tyler Forbes. Uh, he's known oh, as Sundial because he's never fucking on time. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good fight, man. That, that Ishka... 
Well, yeah. I saw him fighting. Uh, I don't know whether it was the last show. It was the last one I was up. I was helping commentate for. Yeah. And the dude is like, he's really, really strong. He actually reminds me a lot of um, Diego, actually. He's kind of got that kind of like, I'm just going to rip your head off kind of look about him when he comes <laughs> in. Like, he's just a scary looking dude, you know, and um, super fit and strong. He's really built for the sport. I think that's going to be a cool fight, man. Yeah, he's gotten even stronger recently. He's just gone through a growth spurt because he's only 19. Is he? He only has his 19th birthday a couple of weeks ago. Oh, um, shit. He's got a big future yeah. ahead then, eh, if he do, keep, keeps with it. Um, and oh, that fight, yeah. um, Avery Gordon, man, that guy is on fire at the moment. He has had some really, really hard fights leading into, you know, the fight that he had with the dude from Sitnarong, um, Connor Rock. That was yeah. a hell of a scrap. And then... Um, you know, he had that fight with Mike Crossley, and I know that, you know, like, he cut Mike up a bit like that, but fighting Mike Crossley is no easy task, man, because that dude is, like, he's a legend fighter, man. So um, Avery's on a, he's got a few good things coming up. So that's going to be a cool fight, man. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of um, other fights as well. We've got um, Tale fighting. Yeah. Uh, Marcus um, is fighting again. So the, the card is actually, it's, it's a very, very good card. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Um, awesome. So, what when are you heading down, Steve? Uh, flying down on Saturday morning. Man. Um, so get there probably yeah around midday, yeah. and um, yeah, bring bring the whole family. <laughs> sweet, sweet, bro. Yeah, oh, that's be that, fun. That'll be cool. That'll be cool. That'll be cool. Oh, we will. Um, the other thing I was going to just have a wee shout out for Rob was the guys that you've got sponsoring you and stuff like that. I know you've got a pretty good team down there. You got fit and fed looking after your food you know um you've got the barber shop down there um i forget the name oh hall of fame yeah man like that choice you've got your strength and conditioning guy down there and helping out um queenstown health chiropractor and sports massage it must be huge just having having that kind of support eh yeah, man, it's um, it's incredible. You know, these guys really look after me, and um, it's uh, makes a huge difference. You know, like I, I said, you know, Muay Thai is it's not the most sort of um, financially rewarding sport you can be in, but kind of stuff like the uh, fit and fed meal plans makes my life a lot easier. You know, like mm. it's takes a big dent out of my shopping bills, and um, yeah, yeah, like it's it's all healthy, good stuff that I eat, and I feel fueled and like kind mm. of ready to go and like industrial fitness gym they they that's the gym where i manage you know i work there but my head pt gary gregory he's um he helps me a lot with my strength and conditioning coaching so he sort of puts together some sessions and we we do them together sometimes and makes it make it competitive and things like that as well which is cool and i like um uh nikki patel is the guy who owns queenstown queenstown health and that's a chiropractor and he has sports masseuses and um acupuncture everything and he sort of he he's uh you know he he really likes to work with athletes he's worked with people like uh the all blacks and high level sports people before and he's really got on board and helped me out loads with that kind of stuff and that that's something that's taken my game to a different level as well you know really Mm. actually looking after my body not just in fight camps but in between like now i go once a week now when i've not got a fight coming up because Mm. I can feel the benefits, you know, I'm not turning up with injuries in the gym and stuff. I'm actually getting there and performing to my best in each session that I'm doing. Mm. Um, and then there's the locker room sports bar. They help me out a lot. That's the um, official host, the, sorry, the official host for the Fight Science home crowd. 
Mm. That's good. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they're, they're awesome, man. They're really supportive. And, um, you know, they kind of, uh, they come in and they use the German stuff. And then they uh, reached out to me if we want to kind of make a connection together. And um, they actually have all the staff wearing like the fight science um, shirts and things like that. When we got the fighters on this Saturday, they'll be wearing the team Charolambidas tops for Charlie's yeah. fight on capital punishment. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they kind of really get behind us and we, we fill up the bar, you know, because unfortunately we're sort of remote in terms of, uh, yeah. you know, fight shows. So we're, we can't always afford to fly our, yeah. guys up or they can't fly up and buy tickets accommodation or that yeah. but now they've got a place they can watch it through things like csn which is yeah incredible you know they get a professional standard stream and commentary mm. and they're all uh, there in the in the comfort of the locker room sports bar yeah yeah, yeah that seems, <laughs> and, um, seems good man that's cool it's cool and the last one sorry before... yeah you're all good brother you're all good. <laughs> it's you're um good. the whole of the whole of fades barbershop um that's again that's like um Ryan Fedder, he's um he's opened his barbershop in town and he's sort of tried to style it as like a almost a sports barbershop, you know, like yeah. he's got all sports memorabilia up inside there. Uh, he's like a big basketball fan, so he's got some stuff up like that. And he started now to put some things up of um the, the team, you know, so the fight science fighters uh, faces are up in there and you know he supports us with dope ass fades for our fights. So yeah. it's awesome, yeah. We come <laughs> in looking sexy and tough yeah 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 man. You, you guys always you guys always let's go look, yeah you guys always do look pretty sharp i'll give you that and i see mark's yeah. had a haircut like i don't know what i'm gonna yeah. do but i see all you dudes looking real smooth and i'm like i should have all gonna catch up this weekend i'm gonna have to get my a game on get yourself to hall of fades bro yeah that's what i need to do man that's what i need to do hey rob one last question man what's the end goal what what do you what, um, what, what, what's your big goal? What's the big thing? My big goal, um, man, like, you know, when I, as a kid, I always dreamed of being a Lumpini champion, you know? So um, I kind of, uh, I, you know, with having six plus years out of Muay Thai, I, I think it's a very, very high goal to aim for at the moment. But, um, you know, the same man, if you shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you'll land among the stars, eh? Yeah, hundred percent, brother. Hundred percent. Um, no, that, that's a I, great plan. Yeah, I, 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 honestly, I want to see my my potential in the sport. I don't want to be sitting here in ten years' time and say, oh, you know, maybe I could have done this. You know, maybe I could have been a world champion. Maybe I could have been a, you know, fought in Australia. Maybe I could have fought in Thailand. You know, I, I want to be sitting here in ten years saying, you know, I dedicated myself one hundred percent. And I got as far as I got, and I enjoyed it while I was doing it. So mm. that's kind of my my goal, you know. I'm going to keep pushing like that. Yeah. Oh, well, I think, um, brother, that's just shows the caliber of person you are, man. And um, every time I've always spoken to you, man, you've always been really humble. Like uh, some people aren't. Some people are, are quite uh, quite big egos and stuff like that. And and um, I was actually surprised the other day we were down there and. Um, yeah, because every time I spoke to you, you've always been polite. And when I spoke to you down at um, that show down at Max the other day, you're like, you know what, man, I, I am the best fighter in New Zealand. You know, I've got the best gym in New Zealand. I'm the best coach in New Zealand. Like, that was leading into that fight with Ali. And I was just like, holy hell, it's, it's just something different about this dude at the yeah. moment. But, um, <laughs> but I think that that's... I'm getting after it, man. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. and I think that you should, man. I think that's a, a, a huge 
you know, if we had more people like that, man, that would be such a good thing for the sport. So I do wish you all the well, all the best, bro. And um, thanks very much for joining us tonight, Rob. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you man. so much, mate. That's yeah, cool. Thank you so much. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much thank for having you. me on. All right, sweet as we'll catch you guys on um Saturday when I'm looking at your <laughs> awesome. Can't sweet. wait. Good luck, team. See you soon. See, See you soon, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. Fighting talk and Z. Fighting talk and Z.